What's going on, y'all? We're back. Another episode of the podcast. It is Saturday. Yes, we're back to recording on Saturdays. Hopefully it'll stay that way. We, uh, we're we here today, actually, with our first guest we've ever had. Um, his name's it's Ron. exciting times. Yeah, I'm your first? Our, your fir- our first guest, so you should feel very special. I'm... I'm honored. All right. You've so, taken our guest's virginity. <laughs> so his name is... Um, Maybe it won't hurt too bad. His name is Ryan. <laughs> uh, I won't disclose any last names for safety reasons. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, hmm. But Ryan, why don't you go and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm just your normal, average, everyday kind of guy. Um, I clog the toilet when I pee. Uh, I'm so bad I make medicine sick. Oh boy, I'm, I'm not. I'm not good at intros. Hi. <laughs> oh man, so there's yeah, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan's cooler than he lets on. Damn, that bad already, huh? No, no, <laughs> no. Ryan's a cool guy, but you know, we all clog the toilet when we pee once in a while. Um. So I understand, Alex. You have a uh, a little something you wanted to start the show off with. And it sounds kind of funny to yeah, me. Yeah, another so. sort. Of, this is like the the Civil War reenactors from last time. Yeah. Something that I thought of during the day and was like, hmm, I'm going to look into this because I don't know anything about it, and I think it would be interesting to do so. So why don't you go ahead with that? So, uh, yeah, today it was milk that caught my attention. The drink, the uh, your favorite four letter word, M I L K, milk. Um, <laughs> I poured some into my coffee this morning, and I saw that it was whole milk. And I was like, hmm. Well, there's whole milk. There's also one percent, two percent milk. What's the difference? And then also, why isn't there a such thing as like three or four or five percent milk? So uh, I headed over and visited my friends at milklife.com. M I L K L I F E. Yeah, you got them bookmarked. Yeah. Shout I, out I milk like milklife.com a lot. I spend a lot of time there. <laughs> um, so, anyways, milklife.com offers a lot of information about milk, as you can imagine. So, did some reading there, did my research. Uh, diligently reading through milklife.com, and I found out that whole milk is actually 3.25% fat by weight. And that percentage uh, is what you see on the package if you buy 1% or 2% milk. It's the percentage of fat by weight. So when you drink 1% milk, what you're drinking is 99% liquid milk, uh, basically. And then the other 1% is fat. 2% is 2% fat. 98% is whatever else is in milk. Whole milk is actually 3.25% fat by weight. And that's why there's no four or five, six percent. No. So anyway, so that was kind of interesting. So, um, I, but if you want to head over to Milklife, <laughs> they also offer some breakfast ideas and other tasty tips. Sweet. Is so this a definitely head down. What was that? Yeah, they're they're going to be our first sponsor. <laughs> that's that's all I got. So, um, Alex, I propose to you a science project. It is the 21st century. Um, can we fortify milk and get it up to like 10% by freeze jacking it or evaporating it or something? Ooh. <laughs> so for anybody that, well, obviously you guys don't know Ryan, probably most of the people listening. So Ryan and I both are into brew. So freezing something is what you can do to uh, either a beer or a wine and you can freeze, remove the ice. Uh, and because the freezing point of alcohol is lower than water, you end up with a more concentrated um, Alcohol, basically. So I don't know if that works with milk. That's something I'm going to have to look into. Um, I'd also be curious to see, like, if you increase the fat content, like, how the milk would change. Like, would it be the same texture? Would the taste change? 
Think about some like dank fifty percent milk. <laughs> is that cream? It I, guess, I guess that's probably what cream is. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I have assume. no idea. I should have done more research. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, because <laughs> cream is thick as fuck. I mean, you got to think, guys. We just invented cream. Yeah, I think <laughs> we thought of that idea a little uh, mm. a while back. We'd be in some good fortunes. Um, yeah. I bet you're the dude who invented cream. His, his name was probably a Jedediah. Jedediah? I believe it. It was probably <laughs> like the 8th century BC in Babylonia. And Jedediah was like, oh, I'm going to make some milk. I'm going to make cream. And they're like, no, Jedediah, don't. We need that. That's the <laughs> food source. And he was like, I don't care. And that was... <laughs> um, okay. So... I was searching the internet, aside from this whole milk thing, um, and I found some interesting questions. I wanted to do like a kind of like a rap, not like a rapid fire, but I'm going to rattle off some questions. (laughs) I'm going to rattle off some questions and we're going to all give our answers and a little bit of a reason why. I thought that'd be kind of cool. So um, the first one I found is actually kind of interesting, considering... We are not party guys, but when we do go to parties, we have good a good time. Uh, should alcohol be sold after 10 p.m.? I don't see why. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you want it, you're going to get it somewhere. I mean, either you're going to – you have it in your house already or you know people that have it. I mean, I don't see a problem. But like, Obviously, if you own a liquor store, you're not selling to somebody who's like wasted probably. No, right, right. But, like, we have that uh, mutual friend, all of us. His name is Kobe, and he's always late. So I feel like he would want the liquor stores open later, so when he's running late to the party, he can stop, bring some alcohol, and make up for it. Yeah. Seems like kind of an archaic rule. Like, right, it's probably super from Prohibition, yeah? Same way that there are still dry counties out there, or, you know, liquor stores open Sunday. It's just strange. Yeah, there's a lot of weird holdovers from Prohibition. You're right, Ryan. Like, I know, like, home brewing, like, I make beer and you make mead. Like, you couldn't do that until, like, the 1970s. Jimmy Carter made it legal again to brew at home. And even now, you still can't distill at home in 99% of states. You need a special permit to have a distillery, which uh, in most other countries, like Europe, New Zealand, Australia, you don't. You can just distill. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, all these, there's, aside from alcohol rules, there's a lot of just outdated rules that just don't make sense anymore. Uh, anyways, moving on to the next one. Um, this is kind of, they're kind of all different. None of the questions are really related. Um, would you rather be a hero or a sidekick? Hmm. I'd say personally, I'd want to be the sidekick. Because you can do just as much, but like if something goes wrong, I feel like the hero takes the bulk of the blame and you kind of get off a little bit free. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think I'm responsible enough, or I wouldn't want the responsibility of being a hero. Yeah, I I thrive in situations where people sort of give me instructions and I can work behind the scenes, but I don't like to, I don't have much uh, ambition to do something like that. Like if I had to 
jump into a situation, I'd want somebody to say, oh, do this. This is the most helpful thing you can do. Yeah, it's too much. It's, sometimes it's just too much. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm inclined to say sidekick as well, but that's such a lame answer. We're a bunch of cucks out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so tell, tell us, Ryan, why would you want to be the hero? What would you, would you shine? Would you take all the spotlight? Well, I wouldn't because I'm also a cuck. But it's just it's just sad that we all went there. I don't know. We're, we're a bunch of betas. <sighs> That's how it is these days. The quarantine's made us soft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's use that excuse. <laughs> um, kind of going back to what Alex said with the, with the uh, cream, the, what was it, fat by weight, Alex? Heavy whipping cream is 36%. Mm, whipping cream. We can do more. Half and Lush. half is eighteen percent, and uh, regular whipping cream is thirty. I wonder what the content of butter is. I think we figured out our question from earlier. I think yeah, just I think uh, butter if you concentrate it all the milk. way down. You yeah, I, you're probably right. It's probably mostly the milk fat. I also just can't imagine just like chugging down. A milk, like a drink, with the consistency of heavy whipping cream. It's no, just, you never, you never uh, drank half and half out of Roy Rogers. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was my childhood, man. Oh boy. It's just no. Uh, I know there. I, I do know a few people who would carry around creamers in their pockets and drink them when it was hot outside. I thought that was the strangest thing. <laughs> Vile, absolutely were vile. They white people? Oh, of course they were. <laughs> white people in their cream. <laughs> Fools. And it was like the nasty flavors, like uh, the Irish cream you'd get, and it would be all warm and stuff. Pocket cream. <sighs> and they'd like offer them up, and I'd be like, no, like, are you high? I don't want pocket cream. <laughs> are you friends with Frank Reynolds? This is, that's insanity. No, I do not know a Frank Reynolds. <laughs> Did he do the same thing? Oh, no, what the fuck is this? Nah, always sunny dumb shit. I don't know. Oh, what's man. his name? Frank. Ah, I'm the only one that watches Always Sunny. Forget about that. Yeah, I think I think you are. <laughs> yeah, if that was a show reference, I didn't get it. <laughs> um, okay, here's another cool one. Would you rather be a pirate or a ninja? I know Alex. Arr, is, I know Alex's answer. answer. <laughs> oh boy, I'll go Scare with me timbers. I'll go you with. Shouldn't have gotten me started because now I can't stop. I'll go with ninja because uh, I like the uh, you can uh, the concept of being able to like sneak up on people or like being able to take something without anyone noticing. I feel like that'd be kind of cool. Walk the plank. Yeah, I'm I team do. pirate all the way just for the shanties. <laughs> Yeah, Alex, I um I thought of you when I when I thought of that question. <laughs> because you have knew. to do the rest of the podcast in me pirate voice now. No balls you won't. Wow. No balls, Alex. You gonna the do it? Been tossed, sir. <laughs> oh boy. Um okay. Another one. Which is better? Night dreaming or daydreaming? Anyone? Daydreaming for sure. Daydreaming? Uh, 
I would say night dreaming. I have bizarre dreams sometimes, and I enjoy remembering them in the morning. I go. I usually go dream, and that's really depressing. Oh boy. <laughs> Personally, I'd go with with night dreaming, but I mean, you tend to forget most of your night dreams, so yeah. that could be an argument for uh, daydreaming. But no, night dreamings just seem so vivid and real and sometimes you like i wake up and i have to like actually do like a reality check like wow none of that in the dream is actually real life <laughs> it's insane to me yeah sometimes. do you guys ever uh you guys ever have lucid dreams where you realize you're dreaming while you're asleep yes i, I had, ask you about that i know I, you've done that i had one of those last week it was uh probably monday night it was insane. What, um, what, like, what in the dream made you realize that it was a dream? Anything, or did you just like suddenly become aware? No, just suddenly, I just noticed. Like, I don't know. I felt myself sleeping in the room, but I was still dreaming. Like, I knew that I was laying down in bed. Yeah, but it was just weird, and I can control stuff. It was so cool. Yeah, it's a wild, it's a wild feeling. I've had a couple. Uh, I used to write down all my dreams every morning for like two years, so I'd remember them. And after a while, I started having lucid dreams because I would realize, like, this happens every night in my dreams because I would write it down and remember, like, this is a dream sign. If this happens, wow. like, I know that it's not real life because it's impossible. Like, so I would, uh, what I would do, I would, like, take my thumb and try to push it through the palm of my other hand. And if it goes through, obviously, you're in a dream because that doesn't happen in real life. Where is that scene in Inception? I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it gets a little creepy. Or, like, another thing, like, if you I had this happen once, too. Like, if you're in a lucid dream and you realize you're dreaming, never look into a mirror because your reflection is, like, all distorted and it's super creepy sometimes. Oh. That's very alarming. That's very weird because for me, I experience dreams usually as a movie more so than a video game. I don't really have very much agency as far as I can tell. No? Well, I mean, like, usually, like, the mirror situation, like... I think, like, if, if you look into it in your dream and you're not aware that you're dreaming, you don't realize that you look weird. But I think if you are aware, if you're, like, lucid and aware that you're asleep and you mm. look, then then you pay more attention and it becomes more vivid. And you're like, oh, God, like, I don't look like that. Like, what the hell? But, um, yeah, lucid dreams are crazy. Yeah. I, to my knowledge, I've had one. And I realized it was a lucid dream. And then I was like all right, let's try and make this cooler. And in the effort to, like, change my environment or circumstance, I woke myself up. Oh, that sucks. Alex, do you have – you said you used to write down your dreams. Uh, Do you have any, like, remarkable dreams or, like, any cool or freaky or anything remarkable from the days you used to write them down? Yeah, actually, this is funny because the first lucid dream that I ever had I wrote down, and I still have it in writing, like, my – what I wrote – like as soon as I woke up. So actually I have two, two crazy things that happened. So the first thing that I'll talk about is um, the first lucid dream I had and how I realized I was actually dreaming. So I'd been writing down my dreams and trying to, you know, do this for a while. Hadn't actually had a lucid dream yet. And then finally I had this one dream where uh, it was, took place in my elementary school. Um, it was supposed to be my middle school, but it looked like my elementary school on the inside. So that's the first thing that tipped me off. I was like, wait, this, this doesn't look like the school that we should be in. It looks different on the inside than I remember. Didn't really realize then, but I was sort of like thinking like, this is kind of odd. And then um, was I was walking around the school and I saw my 
one of my middle school, my middle school social studies teacher, Mr. Carroll, if anybody remembers him. Yeah. He was uh, walking down the hallway with like a cart, you know, those like media carts that like some teachers would have. Yeah. So he was yeah. wheeling the cart and there were all these little like green plants in the cart and little like, you know, little planters. And he was walking up and down the hallway with this cart and these plants. Like, does anybody want to buy some marijuana? I'm selling marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> I realized I was like, wait a minute, fuck, we're in a school. This isn't real. This is a dream. And then I woke up because I was so excited. Wow, that <laughs> so, that's that interesting. Crazy. That that's really interesting. I don't. I mean, I can't recall any of my lucid dreams I've had. I've only had like two, but there's just such an interesting concept when you really think about it. Yeah, it can get scary sometimes. Like. Uh, I used to have nightmares. This sounds really stupid, but when I was like younger, like 14, 15, I would have recurring nightmares about the clown from It, because I, I read the book when I was that age. Oh, geez. Uh, and he would like appear in my dreams and like start shape-shifting into things that I was scared of. And then one time he appeared and I was like, I know this is a dream because he doesn't really exist. And then I started yelling at him and like oh. cussed him out and was like swearing. <laughs> and then finally he poofed into thin air and like disappeared and he never bothered me again in my dreams. That is weird. That's symbolic as fuck. Yeah. yeah. So that, that has weird. to mean something. <laughs> that clown was your innocence. Yeah, I conquered something in that. I don't know what happened but exactly, but it's the day um, you became a man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I asserted some dominance over somebody who's like, fuck off, get out of here. And he did. And I was like, wow, maybe I need to be more assertive. Hey, you know, it can never hurt to be assertive sometimes. You know, you got to get the right situation. Yeah. Oh, Another man. thing that's crazy too is um, I don't know if you guys have ever had this. They're called false awakenings, where you you think you've woken up and everything looks like real and normal, but you're actually still dreaming. I have not oh, heard yeah. of that. In high school, I used to have that all the time. Um, I would I would constantly get like six hours of sleep in high school because I'm a trash person, <laughs> and so a lot of times I would wake up and like begin my morning routine, like start peeing, brushing my teeth, and then I would wake up for real, and I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah, it's be pretty, it's pretty freaky when it happens you wouldn't be covered in pee would you i hope you wouldn't i i never peed myself doing that but <laughs> uh there were some close calls yeah yeah that's that's always the worst when you have those pee in dreams you the get pee scared. In dreams you get scared. i had one um false awakening situation didn't involve any pee or urine but uh since this was this was when i used to write all my dreams down i woke up in the middle of the night or at least i thought i did I wrote down all the dreams that I had had. Then I woke up the next morning. Because uh, I, I was like, oh, I must have woken up in the middle of the night because I'm reading, writing down these dreams. So I got up. Like, for real, I was awake this time. Looked at my dream journal, looking to find, uh, you know, the dreams that I had written in the night. And there was nothing written down. And I was like, oh, my God. That was all a dream. None of that happened. Yeah. Super freaky. That's, that's really freaky. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I I used to have this dream when I was a kid. It was like a recurring dream that this like this bunny and it would walk on two legs. It would like come ring my doorbell, and like it would like I don't know. I guess it would like oh, more. It it was just like a a gray bunny. It didn't have any clothes on. <laughs> it was so weird. But then, like, when I would come to the door, it would, like, morph into, like, my grandfather. So I'd let him in. <laughs> oh my Jesus. God. So I'd let it in. And then once it was inside, it, like, morphed back into the bunny. And it had, like, a 
gun in its hand that will just kill all my family. Jesus. That's so no dark. One's, he's no wonder you used to keep a knife under your bed. Yes, that's wow. when it all started. That's when you used I, to keep a knife under your bed? Uh, Lucas keeps like weapons hidden around his house. Like, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know, man. I'm paranoid as fuck. I'm telling you. You live in Connecticut. <laughs> man, I know. I don't live in a bad part of town either. But I don't even think there's any really any bad parts of town. But I just I'm just so paranoid. I don't know why. Oh, I had to well not break in. I had the keys, but I had to go into Lucas's house one time because I thought he was dead. Oh, that's funny. Why don't you tell that story? <laughs> yeah. So I forget what exactly happened. I I had to. Oh, I had your keys. That's why. Yeah, we had went out so, to Urban Lodge, and then um, uh, I'd left my keys in your car. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we were out like having a few drinks the night before, and then. I, f- I think you you took an Uber home. I was going to bring you, right? Or something happened. I yeah, and I think Layla might have picked me up because we were going to the store or something like that. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. So you had to go somewhere else with, with Layla. That's Lucas's girlfriend. So, uh, yeah, he went in his way and then I went my way. But he had his keys in my car and we didn't realize until afterwards. So I, I drove over to his house the next morning to drop them off. Like I got up in the morning at like 9, texted him at 930 and was like, hey, uh, do you mind if I come over to drop your keys off around like whatever it was like ten fifteen? And Lucas wrote back and was like, "Yeah, that's fine. I have to be at work for ten thirty, so I was gonna leave around that anyways. Just come over then. That's fine." So went over there at that time with the keys, uh, knock on the door. I didn't want to just walk in. Also, very stupidly, um, I forgot that I had the keys, even though they were in my hand, because <laughs> I was started to worry about Lucas. I was knocking on the door and like, you know, nobody answered, called, no answer, called again, nothing, like texted his girlfriend. He's like, hey, like, you know where Lucas is? Like trying to give him his keys back and he's not here. She's like, oh, just leave him in the mailbox. He's probably fine. I was like, I don't know. Like I called him. He said he was going to be leaving for work. Like his car is still here. Like I hope nothing's wrong. So finally, uh, our friend Bijan happened to be driving past like in the same area and he stopped. And I was like, I've been here for like 20 minutes and he hasn't answered the door. Like, I'm nervous. Like, I hope he's okay in there. Like, getting really worried. And he's like, okay, like, why don't you just go in? And I was like, oh, I have the keys. I'm so fucking stupid. What was I thinking? (laughs) I was standing outside the door, like ringing the doorbell like 10 million times, like not thinking that I had the keys to go into the house. (laughs) So finally I unlocked the door. It was like yelling, like, anybody home? Like, are you there? Nothing. Started to go up the stairs, nothing. Like, got up to Lucas's bedroom, knocked on the door, nothing. <laughs> Opened the door, he's laying there in bed. And I was like, oh my god, like, is he alive? <laughs> Went over to him, smacked him a couple times, and he finally woke up. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, you know the stress that you just put me and Bishan through? We were walking through your house thinking that we were going to find you, like, dead. That would have been horrible, imagine. Yeah, but Bishan can confirm that. That was, uh, that was legit. That was, uh, we were scared. <laughs> Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, I I'm sorry for putting you through that, but that was. That's okay. That's just crazy. I mean, I've. <laughs> I don't know how you slept through it. That's the thing because I called. You had your phone on you. Yeah. I think. The ringer might have been off, but I was surprised the doorbell uh, didn't wake me up. That that's really weird. Yeah. Um, Alex, before, here's another. You text me all these great, great uh, little story nuggets before we start our uh, podcast, and you texted me that you have a a baked potato story. Why don't you share that with us? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's sort of a story, I guess. Uh, uh, 
just kind of an observation more than anything, I guess. So just after we stop recording today, I'm going to go and make some steaks for my mom for Mother's Day. So um, we're doing it a day early. Um, but tonight's going to be our sort of Mother's Day celebration dinner and uh, making some steaks and some baked potatoes. So I was looking at the baked potatoes earlier, uh, and it reminded me the last time I made baked potatoes, they blew up in the oven. Uh, and it was a huge mess, and I had to clean them all up. It was super fucking annoying. So I was like, you know what? I just want to be safe. Like I don't want to put them in at the wrong temperature for too long, or I don't want to fuck this up and have them blow up again. So I Googled like what, what temperature you should put them in at, and then search results come up, and it's like, baked potato recipes, like 10 great baked potato recipes all these results coming up with like recipes for baked potatoes. And I was like, like how can you have a recipe for a baked potato? Like the recipe probably just says like preheat the oven. Wait, put the potato in the oven. Wait, <laughs> remove potato. And they were all basically that. It was like, clean the potato, scrub the potato, dry the potato, put it in the oven, wait one hour and you're done. It was about like, 10 paragraphs of how your great aunt used to make baked potatoes like this. And this recipe really brings you back to those summers in the Cape. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Like it was pretty much stuff like that. It was like, my mom always made baked potatoes this way. She would always preheat the oven to 350 instead of 375, blah, blah, blah. And I was just amazed by the number of recipes, like recipes that came up. It was so odd. Yeah, that's weird. But I guess there's a market for that. People don't know how to cook. So. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you search, I mean, you find different recipes for everything, but something as simple as a baked potato, you figured there'd be kind of one concrete way to do it. Yeah, it's wild. Some people have no idea. Like, there was this girl that I went to high school with who lived across the street from me that I was friends with. Uh, and one time she she was making, like, Easy Mac or something, one of those, like, things that you take out of a box and microwave. And there was a thing that was very, I forget what it was. It was, like, a packet or something. That was labeled very clearly. It said, do not microwave. And she stopped and said, do microwave. So she put it in the microwave. And it exploded and there were like sparks flying. Uh, but I don't know. There are people out there that, you know, can do stuff like that too. So I guess maybe better be on the safe side for baked potatoes sakes. And, uh, you know, be very clear in your instructions. Yeah. <laughs> Some people you just got to be really, really specific with. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, my, my dinner is going to be delicious, though. We got some filet mignon, I got a ribeye, and we have a strip steak. Oh. So we have a bunch of steaks, and then I got potatoes. Uh, it's going to be delicious. Speaking of steaks. Speaking of steak. Um, Ryan, do you have any uh, brewing or mead updates? I'm oh, curious yeah. oh, about what okay. you're so, uh, currently I'm making a pina colada mead. Ooh. Um, so, so because it's mead, honey is the base. Um, and I've also included, uh, shredded coconut that I toasted myself wow. and straight up a can of pineapple. Um, so that's, that's currently fermenting. It's probably going to be done in a couple days in primary. It's, uh, the, the bubbles are slowing way down. Um, yeah, so I hope for once it turns out good. The the first meat I made, the only other meat I made, um, I didn't I didn't leave any room for it to be sweet. Um, so it it just tastes like alcohol. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. That's and it's it. it's fine cuz it's strong and it's kind of what I anticipated, but like I just have bottles of it and I don't feel like drinking it cuz it's not very tasty. 
They're having me with the first cider that I made. I was like, I'm going to make a really strong cider. It's going to be great. Like, it's going to be so fruity and delicious. And then, like, not knowing what I was doing the first time, Mm. I ended up making something that was, like, 13% ABV. It just had, like, no sugar in it. So it was just, like, punch you in the face, tasted, like... Just like medicinal, straight up alcohol. It was gross. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I went for with my mead. I call it a uh, firebolt, and it's nice. it's like fifteen or so percent with some cinnamon in it. Wow. But, um, I like firebolt. It's a nice name. Speaking right. of the cider you gave me, Alex, for uh, my moving in present, that shit is good. I you liked it? I'm glad. Oh yeah. Um, I even had it like I had it warm and it was good, and I put it in the fridge. I haven't had it since, but do you think it'll still be good? Because I'm anticipating trying it again. Yeah, it's probably still fine. Okay. It's uh, only been uh, like four days, probably. It's probably good. Yeah. It, it's not going to be carbonated at all, but it'll probably still taste okay. All right. Yeah, Bijan had uh, said it won't be good, but I didn't really believe him. I think it'll still be fine. I re- yeah, if it's been in the fridge, it should still be okay to drink. Okay, good. Uh but yeah, even drinking it warm was good, and I could taste like all the different berries you said were in there. What was it? Blueberry, strawberry, raspberry. Yeah, it was like mixed berries, but those were the ones that were in there. Yeah, yeah, that was that. It really was good. It's a, <laughs> it just I don't know. Well, if you want some more, I have a bunch of it. I'm not gonna go through all of it. So if you want to yeah. take some, by all means, I I can bring some over or whatever. I'll gladly take another one. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. I you see, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know for some reason. I just uh. I think it's that I just don't like cider that much. No. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a big cider guy, so <laughs> I really am. I, I guess it's just I guess it's the sweetness of it. I guess you could call me a, a pussy, but I like the sweetness. <laughs> no, it's okay. Sweet sweet drinks are good, man. Yeah. No shame in that. Oh, good. No no judgment zone. Yeah, one thing I don't like about like brewing as a hobby is that um people can be really uh like elitist sometimes like oh well if you're brewing like fruity sweet cider like you're not really brewing i don't know like if you what kind of you're making communities do you go into for that like i've i've never see i i mostly look on uh the prison hooch subreddit and which is the opposite of elitist oh yeah well that's that's great i mean that's that's a different thing like people are super welcoming there that's fun yeah where but, do you find uh, like brewing the- elitists um, like, uh, the wine, the winemaking subreddit is really, uh, crotchety sometimes. Uh, sounds appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, homebrewing, the homebrewing subreddit, like r slash homebrewing is usually okay, but there are a couple of people out there that are like, are they like snobs or like people also bothers me, even though I like beer a lot and I know a lot about beer, but, um, I don't go around like shitting on like, you know, beers that people like, like I drank a Corona the other day and I was like, Oh, like all these critics are like, oh, this this beer is terrible. It's like watery, whatever. But I don't know. I feel like there's a drink for every occasion. Like, do I like Bud Light? No, but some people do. And yeah, why I mean, should I upset them and say it's not good? And, it has you its know, place. I mean, it's yeah. cheap, right? Yeah, and like it's those, fine. Like whatever. Yeah, I call them like beer pong beers. Like, yeah. I drink Narragansett. Do I think that it's like critically? Do I think that it's a good beer? No, but when I just want something refreshing and relaxing, that's what I like to drink. So everything has a purpose right. in the beverage world, I think. And me and you always joke about the um, the Bud Light. Uh, the crisp, refreshing, yeah, crisp, Bud refreshing, Light, yeah. cool Bud Light. But, you know, it does have its – Ryan's right. It does have its place. Yeah, for and sure. Just like every beer does. It has – every type of alcohol even has its place. 
Like, yeah, I mean, if, if you need to chug a, a bunch of beers in front of some frat dudes, you're not going to pick up a Guinness or something. You'd vomit. <laughs> that's, that's what Bud Light's for, baby. Yep. Natty Light. Go Natty Light. Natty Light. light. You're, you're <laughs> right, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, Natty Light. I saw something on YouTube. I think I sent it to Lucas, maybe. This dude, uh, he's a home brewer, and he wanted to see if he could like replicate, they call it cloning in brewing terms. He wanted to see if he could clone Natty Light uh, with all the ingredients that he found at the grocery store, which was super interesting. He went to like Walmart, and I think he grabbed, he had like some cereal, uh, <laughs> some corn, some sugar, and then he had to, he had to get actual like beer yeast. But um, it was all stuff that he bought at Walmart to make the beer. He, uh, he brewed it, put it in a keg, and then had like a blind taste test. And he actually said that it was better than Natty Light, like it had more taste. Oh, I bet it was. I bet he's not wrong. <laughs> Natty Light. Yeah, I, I've really. had Natty Light a couple times, and it's just like sort of like metallic tasting. I don't know. Yeah. Something it, about it I did not care for. It's not a great taste, but also it has its place. Those when you right when you want to chug beers or do a shotgun or something, that's the beer. Yeah, that's the it's the one you're gonna go with. That's the thing to do. Um, going back to the steak thing, Alex, I was going to say, um, my friend, uh, I know Alex knows him. I don't know if Ryan knows him, Matt, uh, big ear Matt is what people call him. <laughs> but, um, he added me oh, to this. Oh yeah, he lives, he lives like down ten, the street from Yeah, me. like 10 houses down. He, um, yeah. <laughs> he added me to this group me and it's literally about meat and like steaks and how like. You send pictures of steaks and how you cook them, and like everyone has a creative uh, name, like regarding meat. <laughs> it's just really funny. Um, that sounds like something I could get into. So, like, That's I named awesome. I named my guy my guy my uh, username is Andy Hamburg. Other than nice. <laughs> and then there's like um, awesome. there's other ones like Mike Bison. Um, nice. Gordon Hamsey, Skirt Cobain, um, <laughs> T Boner. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's some other fun ones. Uh, Yaveel Me. <laughs> um, <Nice>. Tim T Bone. <laughs> uh, Tim T Bone. <laughs> um. Oh, there's a, there was another really funny one. What was it? The man, the myth, the mediest. Um, nice. There's yeah. There's so there's like a, over a hundred people in this group chat. It's absolutely oh. insane. Uh, Jason Stakem. Solid. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of funny names in there. It's just it's just really random, and they take it really seriously. Like if you like joke around about like like they don't they're totally against well done meat they like their shit like medium rare which i do too but uh if you even like bring up like buying a cheap cut or like uh cooking your meat well done they'll (laughs) they'll kick you out of the group chat and they won't let you back damn yeah, they that's that's intense. That's that hard, is really intense. Hard I mean, I shit. think well done meat. Like I would never cook a steak well done, but uh, certain well done meats do have their place. Like we were saying, I don't know. Yeah, but 
I, I agree if it's, like, a nice cut of meat and it's, like, expensive, like a nice steak or a burger, you got to get that, that nice and nice and pink in the middle. Yeah. Ryan likes everything super rare, right? Uh, somewhat. I usually shoot for medium rare, but sometimes I, I go for straight up rare. Did you, yeah, I'm a medium rare guy myself. Speaking of that, did you know there's a, uh, a way to cook the meat? Like, it, how it goes rare, medium rare, medium, medium well. There's one behind rare. Like another type of rare. Blue rare? Yeah. Blue yeah. rare. I didn't, didn't know that until I looked it up today. It's kind of cool. It's like really, 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 really rare though. That's a little much for me. I don't think I would go for that. No, that's like how yeah, my... Yeah, freaks me out a little bit. That's like how my mom gets it. It's... Yeah. <laughs> and I always... That's how my dad always cooks his steaks. Like he always wants them like like as rare as possible. Like if we go out and he orders something, be like, yeah, you make it as rare as legally possible. Yeah, Which that... Is like, I don't know. Not my not my cup of tea because I feel like I'm just eating a raw piece of beef at that point. But yeah, and they do. What is that called when they do the rare the rare the raw meat? What is that called? It's like fancy. Oh, uh, I know with fish it's called sashimi normally. Uh, oh, tartare maybe. Yep, that's it. Beef tartare. Yeah, I don't know if I would uh, dabble in that unless I was in in front of some very uh very important people and i'd want to impress them <laughs> I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll if i'm in like a fancy once. restaurant it might but i would never like do it myself or have it at like a place that i wasn't you know confident about the cleanliness of their operation for sure yeah no you got to go to the right place for that kind of stuff um let's see alex did you have anything anything you wanted to um anything you wanted to bring in except for the uh, milk and baked potato story <laughs> Uh, no, that was pretty much it. Oh, while while Ryan is here, we need to go back in time to last week okay. uh, to our Civil War reenactment conversation. Interesting. Um, oh yeah, fell Ryan, in. if you Ryan, if you were if you had to come up with a name for yourself, <laughs> if you were fighting in the Civil War and you had to come up with a name for yourself as a Civil War soldier, what would your name be? Oh, I've I've one in my pocket. Uh, Skeffington Licorice the Third. <laughs> Skeffington Licorice the Third. I love it. Awesome. Oh, that's the I best think, one. Uh, we talked about this last week. I think Lucas said uh, oh, what Abraham Aberwick. Yep, that was that was mine. <laughs> Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, you, I can't believe you remembered that. I have an odd memory. There's some things that I remember very clearly and other things that I don't. I don't know what it is. But and what was yours? I think it was uh, Private Henry Longbottom. Yep. If I remember correctly. That's <laughs> very good. <laughs> if I remember correctly. So our, our squad is uh, Skeffington Licorice the Third. Abraham Aberwick and Henry Longbottom. That's a pretty good. Yeah. Are we fighting s- for the Union or the Confederacy? Uh, I'm gonna leave that one up to you guys. I don't know. I'm all about preserving the Union. But what about states' rights? <laughs> you mean slavery? That uh, curious institution. <laughs> <laughs> slavery is a curious institution. <laughs> Boo slavery. Yeah, boo. Bad, bad times. Um. Anyways, did I have anything? I don't think I had anything else I wanted to bring up. So I think that'll uh, that'll kind of. How about our guest Ryan? Do you have anything you want to say? Ah, uh, I mean, no, not not really off the top of my head. Are you All honored? Right, cool. Are you honored to be with us? 
I am it's, very honored. Your to, voice, it's so nice having a third person. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. Our third here, man. Anytime. Our third person that we were supposed to have is not very reliable. Indeed. Canceled on us last minute. All that kind of crap. But he hasn't been on since the second episode, so I don't know if he'll be on again. It's up to him. Maybe he was also a guest. Maybe he uh, becomes the first guest. <laughs> yeah, so maybe Ryan's technically the uh, the second guest. That's That makes me not feel quite so good. Good. Oh no. I, either way, either way, most honored guest. Yes. All right. Okay. I yeah. I have to be. I have to be like best guest or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll do our award show at the end of the year, okay. and uh, yeah, you'll definitely be in the mix. But it's all up to the fans to vote. I'll start. Sounds like a plan now. Yeah. Um, we need to get our, uh, our our listener in Sweden to vote. Yeah, I was gonna say one thing. Ryan may not know is his voice will be heard in Swedish and uh, Swedish airways. I think you mentioned that in, in one of your uh, other ones, right? I've been trying to, trying to catch up. Oh uh, yeah. I think we, I think we gave him a shout out last week. So yeah, uh, we did. Uh, see, I'm, I'm not there yet. Oh, it says he's still listening though. So, uh, Love it. go on and keep listening. Swedish guy or girl. Yeah. If you, if you can let us like, to tell us some information, just say hi. If you can, I don't know if you can leave a comment or something, but uh, it'd be cool to get in touch with a Swedish per- person. I would be keen to see who it is. Tell us about your meatball recipe. Yes. Yeah. Sweet, that, Swedish maybe meatballs. Maybe they can be a guest. That would be super cool. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Um, okay. So I think that's all we got for today. We, uh, Ryan, thanks for joining us. That was really, be here. That was really fun. Um, Alex, any last remarks? Uh, nope. Gonna go cook my steaks. It's gonna be great. Yeah, you do that, Alex, and you make sure they're medium rare, all of them. Medium rare. Heard. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, all those who listen. Uh, you know, week in and week out, we appreciate everyone who clicks on us. We had uh, thirteen or fourteen, I believe, last week. Uh. We're almost at 100 total plays for all of our episodes, so that's kind of cool. Um, and, yeah, just uh, keep on keeping on, and we'll be out of this quarantine shit soon. Yeah, bye, guys. Be good. See ya. Peace.